Well, look what the cat drag did. It's us, the Gem Girls, sashaying out of a couple of dumpsters in the parking lot of your local strip club and into your ear holes for yet another episode of our at times trashy, at times educational, at times demonic, but always stupid and completely nonsensical podcast. I'm one half of your world-renowned thespian duo, Hakuna Matitis. And I'm Orifus Jones, and actually, I think it's pronounced thespian, like, <laughs> I'm in thespians with you, you know, right. that saying? Uh, yeah, thespianist. Yeah, th- let's, let's be thespionic, really, which is, <laughs> you know, thespians mixed with high advanced technology, the th- thespionic being. Anyways, Whoa. all of that aside, I know, it's pretty cool, right? Uh, that aside, <laughs> this week. We are taking it to Showbiz Baby for season two, episode 26 of Gem, Hollywood part one for your consideration, wow. which is a fucking mouthful. I don't. Yeah, I know. It's so that much. made no sense coming out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> and also, it says nothing about the episode. Exactly, exactly, like, exactly. What is for my consideration? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. considering. Also, what is a Hollywood gem? Uh, a Hollywood gem. Uh, is a gem who's in Hollywood. Well, yeah, all right. Everyone keeping it lit, and by lit, I mean literal. Uh, anyways, this <laughs> Not is also literary. No, exactly literature. Uh, this is also the second to last episode of season two, the penultimate. Which I wow, wow, wow. I'll be quite honest with you. That is like I only recently became truly aware of what the word penultimate meant. Ah, uh, that's I, shocking. It's. It's a little, it's a little sad. Not gonna lie, but it really took me a while to, yeah, I guess, comprehend the fact that it meant second to last, not like important or very last. Oh, wow. Well, um, welcome to the club of knowing words. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the club of being educated. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're always educated. Right. That was probably the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the problem. Uh, but we are, I think, blowing past this season. As as stated, and as stated correctly, we're at the penultimate episode. Uh, and just like, look at that, how time flies when you're losing your mind. Right? I know, it's crazy. Just it's like cr- us. <laughs> it's crazy when you lose your mind. It's so crazy. Right. <laughs> uh, anyways, this episode was written by Roger Slifer, a.k.a. Wifers for Slifers, a.k.a. Wifes for Slifes. A.K.A. I'm Slifey's wifey for lifey. Uh, who, as we all know, is a dear and cherished member of the Gemisphere. I loved all of those wifers for Slifers, by the way. Really brilliant. Uh, anyways, as we've said, wifer for Slifer. And, like, I definitely yeah. think at this point, Roger Slifer deserves a seat at the Lord of Eyeballs Roundtable. Yeah. Even even if it's only for having a great name, which it truly is, as we've established. Yeah, Slifer for Lifer. You know I mean? <laughs> Yo, dude, life for I gotta life. exactly. I gotta have a slice. I gotta. Ha- <laughs> I gotta slice for life while having a slice of life. You know what yeah, I mean? You know what? I will take the slice of Slifer. <laughs> I'm going in for Lifer, baby. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, his name is definitely God-tier and totally deserving of anointment by the Lord of Eyeballs and, of course, the High Gemissary herself, Lady Christy Marks. Of course, of course, But his writing, I'm not so sure. I mean, okay, 
Even though I love the confidence of trying to sell us the idea of Father's Day banquets. <laughs> still not a thing. It is still very much not a thing. Nor does pretty much anything in his body of work uh, for the show. Nor does it make sense. But you know what? This this episode in particular kind of had me saying I'm Slifey's wifey for Lifey. <laughs> um, Did it? It just had you saying that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it was... Filled with more buffoonery, drama, explosions, car chases, and toxic masculinity. True. And don't forget child brides. Right. Than I ever knew I wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to our nemeses over at the Gem Fandom Wiki, this is the episode where Gem is nominated for the Best Actress Oscar, while her sister Kimber becomes involved in a wild love triangle. As she does. Right, right. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, this, this whole episode. You're right to call out the wife for slife because it's a little bit of a mess. Uh, but I guess it also makes perfect sense how Jem would be nominated for the Best Actress Award because, as we all know, Bitch's mm-hmm. entire life is a masquerade. Uh, <laughs> masquerade. Masquerade. That's, that's, the only, classy that's the only way I pronounce that word. I'm a lady. <laughs> She's living a masquerade. Uh, anyways... With uh, that little bit, lot of bit of shade aside, let's uh, shimmy into this episode. So we open to the hologram sitting around their TV watching some award show or like a pre-Oscar announcement type situation. And they learn that Jem has been nominated for Best Actress, which is like, where in any of this did you have time for that? Right. I think this is like, it was, it's supposed to be a pretty deep throwback to like the beginning of, I feel like season one was when we saw them filming a movie. Oh yeah. Where else is it coming from? Cause they make it seem like right when you did that movie. And I think they bring back like Howard Sands. We've seen Howard Sands before. Yes, we have. So not I Sandy feel, fries. Not Sandy fries. Sandy fries. Not to be mistaken for, Thank you for pointing that out. No Sandy Fry's erasure in this show. <laughs> or Howard Sands. I'm a Howard Sands I'm, stan. <laughs> How are your Sands, Howard Sands? <laughs> standard. Pretty standard. Uh, anyways, both Sandy Fry's and Howard Sands Sands are fine for the record. <laughs> I don't want to get you that know, twisted either. We're in equal Sands opportunists. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, I, so yeah, I think this is all like a throwback to an earlier episode, and that's like the context we should probably, I guess, it would be helpful to remember throughout the episode, and I think that's what Roger Slifer is going for. Okay, uh, glad you cleared that up, because I was like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? Right. Um, but we cut to the Harriet Horn show, the very disappointing so-called Queen Barracuda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Barracuda is hornless, that Harriet Horn. Yeah, that Barracuda... Ain't got no horn. just... <laughs> say Cuda done better, I don't know. Uh, oh, okay, that's pretty good too, though. No, it's not. Um, I, like where anyway. you, I like where you went with it. I think if we spent another 20 minutes on it, it'd be really good. We don't have time for that. <laughs> or even worse. <laughs> Maybe. Um, anyway, um, she's hosting all of the Oscar nominees for Best Actress, including Sigourney Reaver. Love it. Who is like swallowed Sigourney Loomis. But anyway. Right, um, right. There was. It was it was Loomis. And now we have Reaver, which is far closer closer to the actress's actually name. So it was easy for me to understand. Yes. Then there's Meryl Saint, 
Was it Saint? Uh, I wrote seat. Meryl seat. <laughs> Maybe that. <laughs> Your sounds. It. You honestly, yours sounds also equally plausible because seat isn't a real thing. Seat. <laughs> uh, Geraldine Pathos. Whoever the fuck that's. Supposed I don't to be. know who it's supposed to be, but I love that name. Geraldine Pathos sounds as she yeah. is in the show, like a real diva about everything. Such a diva. And of all people, Jem. Mm-hmm. So Harriet Horn is kind of like, you know, going in to Jem, kind of being like, you are the most unusual candidate for this award. Like, why the fuck are you nominated when this is your first acting role? Also, valid no question. Talent? Exactly. Yeah. Valid questions. And Geraldine asks her at one point, like, who her acting coach was, to which Jem was like, I didn't have one. Uh, I just kind of winged it. Uh, and they're all shooketh. Yeah. And offended. And well, offended. Geraldine is. Ger- yeah, no, yeah. Geraldine gets pissed off. And I'm going to say, like, maybe rightly so. Kind of com- maybe comes in a little too hard. But she really does let Jean, not Jean, let Jem have it. <laughs> Jean. Uh, <laughs> it's fitting. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's Jem have it with a, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're not a real actor. I can't be here. I can't sit here in my right mind and be nominated along your trash ass and she yells at her yeah she yelled at her um and then the show is like pretty schlocky um and they kind of did an instant replay had like puppets like banging each other over the head with baseball bats no but that was jab and geraldine that was part of the ad for cool Cool Trash. trash magazine which they really turned that shit around really quick they really did. Um, yeah, Sigourney is defending Jem, um, but Horndog is relishing in the drama. Right. She's all about the drama. Exactly. She's a barracuda, uh, at least in name, if not truly in spirit. Uh, and that's barracudas love drama. Yeah. Uh, so Jerrica, Jerbear, and the others are watching it, and she's upset. And then out of nowhere, the fuck... Fucking Countess Duvoisin comes in, like, walks into her house and is like, oh, Howard is having issues. And I'm like, who the fuck is Howard? <laughs> <laughs> True. On both accounts, because we haven't seen the Countess in, like, a minute. And also, like, right, who the fuck is Howard? Uh, but not going to lie, because I, I don't know. I guess Howard Sands really stuck in my mind. As soon as she said Howard, I was like, oh, right, Howard Sands, the movie guy. What? I was like, you can't just say Howard like that. I'm not on a first name basis with him. I need right. a first name and a first name last name if we're gonna do that. Right, right. I mean, you're not tight. You're not tight with Howard Howie, like me and the Countess are. That's what we call him because we know we're tight like that. But um, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody else kind of got it just by the name. Right. Um, and the Countess informs Jem that he needs her uh, for whatever reason. So they go to see him. Um, and we learn that some act- actress is causing problems on set. Whose name? Studio. Whose name is like Cherry's Jubilee, I want to say. That's, yeah, that's what I got out of it. Uh, it made no sense, nonsense. but they grow up on the whole scene of her being kind of awful. It's like some sci-fi movie. And I got to say, Cherry's Jubilee looks really, really good. Uh, she's wearing... You know, it's futuristic space outfit, but mostly her hair is like, you know, giant 80s hair. And it's 
brown. When she kind of has like a white streak down the middle, it looks good. She looks cool. Um, yeah, she, I didn't, honestly, I didn't get a good look at her, but I believe you. Um, thank you for believing me. <laughs> Either way, also, reg- go ahead. Honestly, I just wanted to say that like all of the costumes on set were actually pretty cool. Sure. Like they seem to be doing this uh, fascist, uh, dystopian, wasteland type thing a la Mad Max. Yeah, and also 1984, because at another point they bring up the thought police. Right. Yeah. He committed a thought crime or some shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, she she's in the studio. Howard wants her to replace this actress who's being a, being a lot. And... Yeah, Countess basically offers Jem up on a platter, and Jem's like, "What? Like, I, you should have maybe told me this before I got here instead of putting me on the spot." Yeah. Also, I don't do. like. Yeah, I don't like all of the shady bullshit of basically taking this Cherry's Jubilee's job, like really out from <laughs> under. Her. They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Jim, can you come here a minute?" You're like, "Yeah, you're gonna move this lady out of the picture." Yeah. Bye. Yeah, which is what happened. That's exactly what happens because Jem. She's a scene stealer, and not in a good way. No. Um, Jem reads the script. She likes it. Yeah, Jem reads the uh, script also in, like, 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> it's like, Jem, you're not kidding anybody. Yeah, you were going to say yes anyway. Exactly. Seem like yeah. you are thinking. She just looked at the cast list. She's like, oh, okay, I'm more famous than these people. And then I was like, yeah, I'll join. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, Kimber recognizes Sean Harrison. Is that his name? Yeah, Sean Harrison. He was like another, he was like a robot in the movie or something. Yeah, he was on screen and then, um, he like comes out from behind the screen and is like, Kimber, you don't recognize me without my gorgeous body. Right, right, Uh, right. He was being mad creeps, dude. Like he's what, 39 and she's 17. Like, yeah, yeah. But he's a 39 year old impersonating an 18 year old yes important context yeah he's like any one of those actors who like has aged out of a role but still like holds on to it yeah because they have nothing else yeah exactly um yeah kim kim kimmy kim kim kimmy (laughs) you okay you weren't stroking out there yeah i'm having a stroke i'll stroke it out (laughs) That's how you get rid of strokes. You just like, you stroke, stroke one out. Your dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, happens to the best of us. I get it. So Kimmy and Sean are like flirting <laughs> or whatever, and Jebby is talking to Howie. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that's just what you you is leaning in that hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm is, it, is it the stroke? Oh, is it the stroke? Is it lasting damage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, this whole show has given me a perma stroke. So. That's true. That's true. I'm like always stroking it when we're doing this. <laughs> and you can interpret oh, that however that you want. Oh, what that sound was. Exactly. Um, so Jem agrees to do the film uh, in spite of what critics might say, because she needs to be empowering and inspirational and all that bull crap. Right, right, right. Um, and Rhea here calls her Hollywood Jem, contributing her only line this entire episode. True, it is her only line. I don't think, like, Shane or Aja really say anything either. No, they're just standing there. Right. Um, so we cut to the song Hollywood Jem. Hey, look, it's Jim, Hollywood Jim. 
put more effort into this music video than they have recently. That is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are some eyeball moments here and there. Uh, you do have, yeah, various animation. Like, Jem is walking through traffic at some point. Uh, there's an air balloon moment. Yeah, I like how she says she stops traffic in the middle of, like, jaywalking in the middle of a busy street. It's like, yeah, yeah they stop, you stop traffic because you were obnoxiously jaywalking. Exactly, exactly. Which is, honestly, I think very fitting for Jem. <laughs> I mean, I'm pro-jaywalking. No one can say that I'm not. Of but course, there's of an course. art. There's, exactly, exactly. The goal of jaywalking is not to stop traffic. Yes. You have to, like, weave seamlessly through it. Yeah, exactly. You gotta be a ghost in the streets, you know, protecting the innocent. Ghost in the streets, uh, something in the sheets. <laughs> uh, ghost in the streets, corpse in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> that should be in our raft. We gotta write that one we down. We gotta write that one down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listener, uh, you're obviously intimately now a part of our creative process when we drop our, um, earth-shattering new single yeah um it's gonna be something oh it'll be don't something. know what yet <laughs> yeah it'll be something else just <laughs> yeah you choose the intonation there <laughs> um so yeah this music video ends um the shoot wraps for the day and she gets a fucking telegram like Dude. it's like, 1801, yeah, she, I don't know. I don't, yeah, you're right. I, I just read my note. Like, bitch gets a telegram? Like, what? <laughs> she realizes this is an invitation uh, to a party from François Trouget, who's right. a He's... famous French artiste director. Right, right. And you know he's, like, very artistic because he's French. Right, exactly. And pretentious and looks down on Americans. Right. Which is... That's why we have Freedom Fries now. Exactly. Do they, Is that still a thing, Freedom Fries? <laughs> I don't know. But I like to keep the memory alive. Right. It was a funny moment. It was a funny moment. I mean, I'm not going to say in, like, French-American relations. I don't think it really ever went that high. <laughs> I think it was an interesting moment in, like, American culture. Yeah, ooh, we're really sticking it to them. Yeah, this thing that we created and named after them, now we're going to name it something different. I'm sure they care. Right? Like, they don't call it French fries in France, you know? So it's not really an insult in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I also, I mean, now that you say I really don't know why they're called French fries. I feel like it's like a factoid I learned at some point, but... No recollection of what the, the yeah, answer is. Yeah, I have is. no idea. Like, I know that, like, frites, like, mussels and fries or whatever, like, that's a pretty common dish in, like, a French cuisine. So I wonder if, like, that cut of fry originated in France. Oh, yeah, that actually could be it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure, though. Don't quote me. I'm... This I is all on the record. Here. This is all on the record, baby. <laughs> yeah. I... Everything is quotable. Oh my god, that's terrifying. So that, many sound bites like can be taken out of context when they don't even need to be taken out of context. Right. It's so bad. Right. It honestly, it truly terrifies me and sometimes keeps me up at night, I'm not gonna lie. Really? We can, you know, start burning our tapes. No, no, of course not. We gotta do it for the people. Gotta keep the dream alive. <laughs> yeah, fortunately no one knows, so yeah. it's fine. No one knows, no one listens. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, um, so they head over to this party right. wearing fucking ball gowns. And to my eyes, they are overdressed. And also, what the fuck are they wearing? Right. Like, actually, yeah, I agree. what are they wearing? I agree. I agree. Kimber is wearing some poofy sleeve, like, clown prom dress. Jem's outfit, I just can't even describe to you because I did not understand what my eyeballs were looking at. Uh, did you see her outfit, Michael? Honestly, dude, I I didn't I didn't clock them as hard as you did. I I literally wrote everyone is in their quote unquote finest duds. <laughs> they were duds. <laughs> duds all around. Uh, anyways, there's a lot of moving shakers at this party. Flint Westwood is there, and I want to say someone named Michael Che Badger, but like I think. <laughs> There is a Michael Che on SNL, but this he was born maybe this like the year this cartoon was made. You know what I mean? Uh, anyways, Jem goes what? to find the French director, Mr. Trujillo. Oh, you know who it was? It was um, the guy who has Parkinson's right now. Right, Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. So it could have right. been Michael J. Badger. Yeah, yeah, it really could have. It's but I said Michael <laughs> Che Badger, which I like better. Yeah. Because Che is a letter. Right, the letter that. Che. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also picturing Michael Che from SNL as a badger. Like a badger-Che fusion. Oh, okay. I can imagine that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, go on. Right, so there's a lot of moves and shakers. There's badgers in the mix. There's Flint Westwood. Uh, and Jem goes to uh, roll up on Mr. Truget. This is... A hilarious moment because it's so the, good. It, yeah, the French guy kisses Jem on the cheek and is like, "Oh, well, hello, Jem, darling." And then Rio standing there has this shitty comment filled with rage of, <laughs> "Why do the French always have to overdo it?" Uh, I know it's so much. It's so much. Rio was just so much this entire episode. I was like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> very true. Very true. There was no reason, I guess, for him to explode. Sometimes hilariously, uh, always frighteningly. Yes. Um, and this is not the first, no, this is not the last time we see his rage. It comes up again. Right. Um, so Francois explains to Jem that he invited her because he's concerned about her movie career. Um, and that Howard Sands is some Hollywood hack who is not a true artiste. Yeah, he's like um, a he's like a Michael Bay type guy as opposed to <laughs> Chuje is a uh I'm not highbrow enough to know uh, really like fancy directors. Almodovar. Like, he's like um Roman Polanski. Oh hopefully not a rapist. Weird example. Uh, but at the time he was like really well regarded. That's, that's true. So- if we're talking nineteen eighty seven times uh, yeah, and he's like grew up in France and yeah. stuff. So. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, um, so he's like, yeah, Howard Sands, his movies are trash. Uh, they appeal to the masses, and that's a bad thing. And Francois keeps going on about how his movies represent a, his own movies represent a vision, and you can only win the Oscar if you can prove that you are a serious artiste. Right, and then he pisses off Rio somehow. Well, okay, so after he's, like, 
basically he's like the filming begins immediately jim's like i can't do that because howard sands like right. i'm filming for him the sands and man i have to keep my the had, sands man right i got a prior obligation with the sands man and francois is pissy about it because he's french um and then <laughs> we cut to the scene right, of kimber kimber with these two dudes on either side right in a her. hot tub fully clothed fully clothed <laughs> like three-piece suits and gowns i don't know what that was i like the thing <laughs> is i imagine they because of like maybe broadcasting standards or whatever they couldn't show kimber in a hot tub with two random men in bathing suits like it couldn't be sexually suggestive maybe. in the slice it, slightest but my thing is then why would you put them in the hot tub if you have to keep them fully fully clothed have them standing together Maybe they drew them, like, half naked or whatever. And then someone was like, oh, no, we can't have that. So instead of drawing a new scene, they oh. just put on <laughs> Honestly, that's probably it. They're just like, fuck it. We can't do more than the neck up. Put them in a hot tub. That's so funny. Fully clothed. I don't care. <laughs> They're just kids. They'll fucking live with it. Yeah, that's know. still, yeah. It might make a couple of them go into a hot tub with their clothes on. Who cares? <laughs> Um, and while this is going on, Rhea pulls Jem over to Francois, who's talking to a reporter about her and this rumor that's already spread pretty fast that he invited Jem to play the lead because he needs someone commercial for his films. And Francois like, I don't cater to the whims of the American public. Uh, maybe Jem started that rumor herself. Right, right. This Which is actually, where Rio. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Which is, uh, interesting because I, I, the... The way the scene is set up, it's made to assume that is the reason why he asked Jem. It's like he needed more mainstream popularity. That's why he reached out to Jem. Obviously, this is him trashing Jemmy over here because she said no. And yes, this is where we get Rio walking in. Anger management Rio comes through with the I hate liars and I hate deception and then throws the guy in a pool. It was like, a lot. Rio, calm the fuck down, yeah, bro. Like, how is this going to make Jem look better? Exactly. And then a part of me was like, given last episode, we saw that twisted shit that Jerrica used to pull on Rio when he was like really young. And a part of me was, you know, did you create this monster, Jerrica? This is why he responds to any form of deception so violently. <laughs> Probably. Probs. I mean, he was, yeah, he seems to be lied, have been lied to everyone he's been close to consistently for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Even before the show's timeline started, but also it's been like, what, like 40 years in gem time? <laughs> yeah. So we can see why he hates liars and deception, but he doesn't do anything about it. Right. Like he could just leave these people behind and yet he continues to be a dumb bitch yeah 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 and then just take out his rage on other people which i mean sometimes it's funny uh <laughs> this guy the victim of rio's rage in this <laughs> instance i actually quite enjoyed his you know explosive anger at being pushed into the pool because i think he says something to the effect of i am artist incarnate oh ruin your career and that's very dramatic and i kind of loved it yeah, he also said, you can't trifle with me. Oh, trifling? <laughs> Great word. Ooh, triflers for life. 
Oh, I trifle for swifle. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> oh my god. Roger Slifer, rest in peace. R.I.P., bro. We miss you. Yeah, we, we truly do. Um. Anyway, so after all of that, we, we cut to commercial. And when we come back, Kimber is driving LaShawn in the night. Um. In the night. Night ride. Night ride, and um, they drive to some cliff to overlook Hollywood and like a show of romance on Sean's part. They kiss, and at one point she's like, "Oh, it's so nice of you to do it to take my mind off of Jem and and all that." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, that's why I brought you here to this dark, quiet, lowly lit dude." Yeah, place. It was weird. It was a weird vibe. It was like a little sexually assaulty. You know what I mean? <laughs> For shizzle. Yeah, and also Kimber's 16. How, again, we really don't know how old Kimber is. We're going to say she's 17? Yeah. 17. Still pretty young. Still pretty young. Still, like, very young to get married, which we'll get to. Um, yeah, and in this part, she's like, or Sean is like, I think we need to, like, honor our commitments and, like, I want to, uh, become more serious with you. And we get the song you already know. Right. Like, at least there's space. Right. Space there's in it. There's some nice space dancing. We see space, which we haven't seen in a little while. I didn't know I would miss space so much, you know? I fucking love space. I, <laughs> Yo, Space Force? Love it. Love it. Great idea. Um, Sh- Sean's creepily massaging Kimber as she plays the piano. Uh... There's a lot of driving, yeah, going they, to the circus. They ride a carousel, to which I was like, what adults ride a carousel? Right. It's like an adult would ride a carousel with the 14-year-old he's trying to groom. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Lobo style. Um, yeah. And again, Lolita. I ask, <laughs> how old is this guy? They kiss again. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't even know how old Sean is supposed to be, although they've called him like a teen heartthrob. So maybe he may be supposed to be 19. Please. Please. Sean Harrison? That ain't no 19-year-old. Yeah. With those bags on those eyes? I don't think so. He's seen some shit. He's been through some Yeah, times. exactly. He's been through it. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a white British male and, uh, you know, how they age. Yeah, they go fast. They burn out. I'm not going to say bright, but they burn out quick. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, Sean, uh, says again, like I said, it's time to make more of a commitment to one another. And Kimber immediately is like, oh, I would love to get married. Or like, I can't wait to tell Jerrica we're engaged. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like you haven't seen this guy in how long? Yeah. And you just see him again. Like, what you're, are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, and you're going to assume you're going to get engaged? Like, why did she <laughs> jump there? I don't know. Um, 
And Sean is like, yeah, that's not what I meant. Right. Like, I just under- we should fuck. Understandably, he didn't say that. He was like, yo, what? Like, no, whatever. Whatever you're saying is not what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, he just wants to see her exclusively, which makes more sense than right. her proposition. Exactly, exactly. Which is, yeah, which isn't a crazy thing to ask for, I guess. Like, I would also be worried if he asked her to get, in- get engaged, because like you, like you mentioned, he hasn't been around for a while. Right, yeah. So, like, he actually proves himself to be, like, a somewhat normal and respectable guy, although not really, but compared to the other one that we're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Sean has the, um, he has the clarity, the experience of age, because the man's 55. (laughs) You know? He's so wise. Yeah, he, like, he knows, he knows stuff. He's really collected life experience. Right, right. Knowledge therefrom. Because uh, he's so old. Uh, anyways, <laughs> then we go to, um, there's like a movie set and a car scene. Uh, Sean is looking really gay because he's wearing an ascot because like, come on. Uh, and there's like a really intense stunt happening. And I think, I don't know, does Kimber get in the way or something? I, I, all, I re- all I really remember is like, like a lot of car action. Something looks like an Autobot and it turns out the stunt driver is Kimber's other previous flame Jeff something something. Jeff something or other. Jeff Jefferson. You're right, you're right. Jeff, Jeff Jeffries. Jeff Joffreys <laughs> Jackson. Jeff Joffreys uh Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeff Jeffries Jemima's pancakes. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, yeah, she catches his eye and runs over to her, runs over to Jeff, uh, Jeffries, (laughs) Jeff, Jeff, uh, J, 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 as we, yeah, yeah, (laughs) and, uh, she immediately starts macking on him, yeah, she's, like, acting like she did not even know who Sean was, never met the guy, never had this conversation about getting engaged or shit, Oh, but we skipped something. Kimber is dropped off. Sean drops Kimber off at home and she's crying. And Jerrica's oh, being right. like a stern mother about yeah, it. Yeah, like, bitch, it is 3 a.m. Where have you been? And Kimber's like, shut up. You're not my mom. Right. Anyway, so, yeah, all that shit with Jeff comes. And they make eyes at each other and shit. And Sean is just like, okay, I'll just meet you back at the studio or whatever. Yeah, again, Sean coming through with, like, the, I guess, normal reaction to any of this craziness. Yeah. And Jeff calls him a British wimp. Wimpy British guy. And Wimpy British guy. And and Kimber gets kind of slut-shamed, too. Well, I mean, she kind of deserves she it. She does. I That was, like, in my note. It's like, okay, Kimber's getting slut-shamed, but she... Kind of has it coming. Guy's got a point. Yeah. He, he's basically like, you haven't changed at all. You're still seeing a bunch of guys, basically half the male population. Well, that like, was... I drop out of the game. That was the part where I was like, okay, fucking relax, dude. She's not, he's not, she's not seeing every man on the planet. Right. And Rio is there to console her slash shame her further. Right. Which I was like, Rio, why are you here? You're the last <laughs> person anyone needs in this situation. <laughs> And she's basically like, you probably think what I got, you probably think I got what I deserve. Kind of flashback backing it up to the flashback time. Flashback it up. Flashback it up to when Rio 
did yell at her about being a, hating liars and deception. Right, right. That, the last that whole shtick. <laughs> um, and Rio is like, well, it might be best if you decided who you cared for the most. And Kimber's like, yeah, like you did with Jeb and Jerrica. Such a good it's one. Like, Such a good one. Booyaka, booyaka. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, third degree burns. <laughs> right? It's so true. It's like, Rio, fuck off. Yeah, gonna need some aloe for that burn. Yeah, you are also a liar and deceiver, Rio. So true. Uh, so Pacheco. true. Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco? Pacheco? R- Rio Pacheco. I don't know. Yeah. Those are, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. But I, I do agree, like, Rio is a liar and a deceiver because he's not really truly honest with Kimber what his relationship with Jem is. But, again, I guess it kind of goes back to Jem is Kimber. So, like, Kimber's really the fucked up one in that situation as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yes, where were we? We Yeah, uh, Kimber apologizes to Sean, and Sean's being a little distant now because he's like, okay, girl, it seems like, you know, you're a little bit... Uh, I don't know, maybe immature or a little bit. Being whole, You're being weird with the whole situation, so maybe we should just get to work because they're helping each other on songs or something. Uh, and yes. then Jeff is basically taking out his angst on his stunt work and is doing some, like, crazy stunt because he's feeling like a man who could be dead or alive because my heart's been crushed. And, ah, uh, my name is Jeff yeah. Jeffries Jackson. Uh... <laughs> he's not doing it because he actually feels that way he's just trying to like get her attention exactly exactly which is exactly what happens i don't know kimber screams for a while uh (laughs) and then he's fine and proceeds to be kind of a dick to kimber as well uh yeah uh she she's like are you trying to die and he's like what do you care uh, and we cut to the song Too Close, right. which we've heard before. I can't remember where. Yeah, we've heard it somewhere. And Jeff is just being a total Chad, like a giga Chad. Doing dangerous stunts, being a man's man, really right. showing his ball hair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have we got to the part where he swings on like a Tarzan thing? Or is that coming up? Not yet. Okay. I up. wanted to make sure that we pointed that out. We'll get to it then. Um, yeah, so he's basically doing like a whole bunch of dangerous shit. Uh, the music vi- video ends and um, he's getting really close to the explosions and stuff. And then he goes into his trailer. Kimber follows him and is like, why are you being like this? And he kind of gives her the cold shoulder. It's really weird. And then he like t- ramps it up. He's like, I'm hurt. I love you. Can't you see that? Yeah. And I um, was like, no, dude, I literally can't see that because you literally just showed up. <laughs> Like, where and have you been? Tantrum, yeah. Like, insulted me and then tried to kill yourself and now you're throwing a tantrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which all that confusion basically leads to him proposing to Kimber, which I guess is just Kimber's, like, cheat code. Like, it doesn't matter who's saying it or what scenario, she's, like, just going to say yes. Yeah. 
Um, but she says that she'll think about it at first, right? Oh, sure, But sure, not sure, before sure. he forces her to kiss her. Right. Kiss him. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was weird. It was weird. It, it was weird. Um, but it also made me think of, like, why does Kimber have, like, a weird marriage hang-up? Like, why is she so desperate to get married? I don't know. I guess because she craves male validation since her dad died or something. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, And her sure, dad sure. was obsessed with Jerrica anyway. Right. And Synergy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Poor Kimber. Oh, yeah, yeah. His, Her dad kind of abandoned the family emotionally to work on a fucking machine. That is true. Right after their mom died, which, like, couldn't have been easy. No, not at all. Poor Kimber. Poor Kimber. Yeah, poor Kimmy. Um... <laughs> So back at Starlight House, uh, while Jerrica is reading over her lines, Kimber comes in to talk about the engagement, and Jerrica's like, "You said no, obviously, right?" Yeah, but she said it in like a like a, I don't know. She said it very like she was ridiculing her. You know what I mean? Yeah, very dismissively. Uh, and she's like, "Are you for real? You're too young." Basically, giving her this whole mom lecture again. Um. Which makes Kimber say, like, I'm going to marry him to get out out from under your oppressive thumb. Yeah, yeah. To get out of her thumb for once and for all. Which I was like, oh, now I guess I kind of get it, Kimmy. You're like, you're looking for an out, baby. Yeah. Um, but Jeff is not the way. No, 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 no. He's also like a stunt actor. And like, I feel if you're going for economic security, maybe Sean Harrison would be the better option. Not to be that guy. Be that girl. But... <laughs> Yeah, use your head. Be a gold digger about it. You have all these men's. Speaking all of. All these old men yeah, are yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah. with you. Well, I think Jeff is I think Jeff is actually young. Uh, Sean, as we pointed out, is 63 years old. <laughs> in canon. Uh, and he, you know, being an elderly gentleman in his golden years, <laughs> I guess is contemplating the idea of settling down more and he's shopping for engagement rings. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, he's wearing an ascot as he's shopping for engagement rings for a woman. I just think that looks suspicious. But he does come to go buy a ring. uh, And then we go back to, like, the movie theater, movie set, I should say. It's not a theater. It's definitely a set. And um, this is, I think, where we get the Thought Police reference. And it's Jem's big scene. It's full of, like, anger and sorrow. Uh, And I don't know. I guess, like, Sean is imprisoned or something. Uh, regardless, this is where we get the scene where Sean is going to go propose to Kimber when Jeff swoops in on a Tarzan vine and ropes her away, which is, I don't know, a lot. Yeah, it's very objectifying, um, because now it just feels like she's a pawn of sorts. Yeah, which is Uh, actually, I think, you know, a very accurate thing to say because he's literally picking her up taking her away from, like, what she was doing and, like, kind of where she wanted to be. Uh, and also, in those old, like, you know, Tarzan-related media, Jane kind of was that. She was basically just a damsel in distress. Right. Um, and he's, like, touching her hair and, like, all this shit, and he's like, I need to know right away, like, and gets down on one knee and is like, will you marry me or not? And she says yes. Which, what yes. a way to propose to someone. <laughs> Like, will you marry me or not? <laughs> or else. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sean is obviously upset. Um, and Kim is like, whoops, I forgot about Sean. Dude, she literally says, oh yeah, right, Sean, I forgot. Like, are you for real, dude? <laughs> it was just 
two seconds ago. Yeah. But Sean takes it. Like, so, John, Sean takes it well. He does. He's kind of just like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Uh, I guess I'll walk away all sad now. Yeah, and Kim is like, sorry, I didn't mean to leave you, but I had, not that I had a choice, but I'm getting married to Jeff now. Don't be mad, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, okay, I wasn't ready, and then cries over his engagement ring he just bought. And that's the end of part one. Yeah, I think we got a, we get, we get a little bit of, like, Jem overreacting. Uh, or over... I think she's acting in her scene. I forget. Jem reacts to something. Right, this whole episode, despite being about Jem being an actress, is, like, turns into this whole like, other child bride thing. love triangle thing. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. It is kind of amazing. But, I like you said, like, I don't know, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I love these episodes of Gem where they weave together two, like, or, like, these weird subplots and stuff like that. Like, that's why I like the two-parters. That, that's true. Just... That's Because they could be one-parters, but they want to squeeze it out with some, like, random B-plots. Right, and the B-plots are way better. Exactly, exactly. Um, so... Who do we think is the weakest bitch of the episode? Weakest bitch of the episode. There are a few contenders. Um, you got Jeff. You got Rio. You got Francois <laughs> Turgey. Uh, Kimber, even. Um, okay, I would argue Francois, Francois the French guy, yeah. he was um, kind of iconic, though. I Yeah, he did call himself Artist Incarnate, which I gotta respect. <laughs> Yeah, I like that about him. Like, he was shamelessly French, uh, unapologetically pretentious. Right. Uh, you know, just all the stuff he wanted to do. And, like, for all of its faults, at least he wasn't a fucking pervert. Very true. Very true. Which is, that's the bar we're at in this episode. It's a low bar. <laughs> uh, Rio, I never like. And especially him inserting himself into this drama and raging. Right. Uh is a strike against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to say Jeff, though, because he is, like, deranged. I feel like Jeff truly deserves it. Uh, yeah. He pulled some stunts, and I mean that in multiple ways. Yes, like, this whole thing has been a game to him. He just wants to win her affection, seemingly, and, like, is quite manipulative and, like, also treats her like an object. Yeah, he was fucked up all around, which is, you know, the essence of weak sauce. Uh, and forced him, to, forced her to kiss him. Right, 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 which was pretty fucked up. Uh, so Jeff Joffrey's Jackson James, uh, <laughs> you are the weakest bitch of the episode, which then brings us, who is the baddest of them all? Uh, okay, this one's actually kind of hard. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I mean, not so many options. Part of me wants to give it to Francois, only because, uh, I don't know, I liked his words. Yeah, I can't um, even, I can't even pitch anybody else. Um, Kimber doesn't deserve it. She doesn't Jen deserve it. Does if she was, like, playing two dudes off each other in kind of, like, a cute romantic comedy kind of way, that would be fine, but she was more of a what's happening reacting to whatever is right in front of me kind of way you know what i mean yeah yeah let's give it to francois francois truje torge target we don't know what your name is target target yeah. 
I like it. Uh, yeah, sure, you get it. I'm yeah. not sure if you deserve it, but you got it. Yeah, it was a it was a weak race. Um, but you are artist incarnate, and you were also the baddest bitch of the episode. Yes. So congratulations, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Oh God, that's nonsense. <laughs> Can drag mutations. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's actually pretty. That's a good. One. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, it means nothing. <laughs> can drag. But, you know, but uh, can drag location malations. <laughs> uh, can drag a malations. Oh, that's, I like. I like can drag stations. <laughs> I'll meet you at the like con- I'll, a- I'll meet you at the Kondragama station. <laughs> oh, the Kondragama train station? <laughs> Is there any other kind, sir? <laughs> Excuse me, can you tell me where the Kondragama subway station is? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. The Kondragama subway station is this way. <laughs> Don't forget to get your Kondragama subway tokens. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, uh, please check us out on social media. <laughs> right, great segue. It's like crickets over there. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's not. It's more like crickets over here. Right, there you uh, go. <laughs> but if you do want to check us out, it's at Gem Girls Podcast. On Twitter and on Instagram, you can also check out our blog, gemgirls.com, for some quality content. Quality content. Uh, Qualcon. Uh, also, to further educate people on the fact that it is Qualcon, make sure to rate us <laughs> and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. We may or may not also be on Spotify, Stitcher, and, I don't know, maybe Amazon has one soon, I think. I think I applied for that. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe I started... Really the... getting the word out there. Yeah, maybe I started the prote- pro- protest, uh, the process, and never really followed up and followed through with it, I should say. Uh, so that one, mm. maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe don't go there yet. Yeah, wherever that is. Yeah, so, uh, you know, give us five stars. Right, give us five stars, positive review. That's the, that's the message we truly want to send at the close of this episode. And with all of that said and done... Until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. Bye. bye. I don't want to say bye. Oh my God. Please don't hang okay, up. Okay, bye. No.